Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. And now we have our next, uh, well, I guess in the studio, our first guest for today. <laughs> you never know whether to include Steve. <laughs> I know. I, well, every time I try to, then David has a bit of a word, then, then Steve gets offended. So, yes, I, I, don't, I don't even go there anymore. <laughs> we have a guest in the studio. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, we have Fred Geisha who is here. And Fred is the St Kilda Festival's first people's officer because the St Kilda Festival is just around the corner and they have some really cool new showcases happening. But, Fred, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Great to be here. So, Fred, before we get cracking on the St Kilda F- Festival, which is a huge part of our culture here for many, many years, can you tell us a little bit about your backstory? So, to be in this role in the first place and what your pathway has been? Because I know that you've done a little bit of radio as well. Yeah, it's been a long journey, my <laughs> my journey in the arts. So, bit, this is my actually my 30th year working in uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander uh, arts. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, musician myself. That's how I started out. Um, do you still record? Oh, no, no I'm, I do a lot of – I mainly uh, work with the festival these days. I still right. play um, uh, Perform live. occasionally. Yeah. Um, why, why don't you record anymore? Have you moved on? No, no, I'm still having <laughs> – like I'm – yeah, I'm getting on a bit in years. I, sh- I suppose I should record the songs that I've written. Come so. on, come on, do it, do it. <laughs> Yeah, so my, um, yeah, my my background is mainly in education and the arts. I started off as a school teacher back in the eighties, and sort of moved from there because I really didn't like teaching. Um, well, who liked school? I didn't. <laughs> like, felt like I went to high school too. Too, I was still in school when I left high school. I went to teachers' college. Yeah, and I felt like I was. But, but that's the thing with teachers, isn't it? They never leave school. That's a it. teacher never leaves school. Uh, yeah, I wanted something different. So I mean, I'd always <laughs> dreamed about touring around the Kimberleys and Western Australia and that sort of happened. Um, where, where are you from originally? Well, my heritage is Murray Island, the Torres Straits. Right. Miriam or the Miriam people. That's on my father's side. And my mum is uh, from Vanuatu, the island of Umbe. And how they got here, it's a really long, complicated story. But, but it's so interesting, isn't it? That some of the uh, those stories, uh, and it's usually up north as well. That um, you know the interrace. Um, it, it, I just find it fascinating. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, very inter. I mean, both sides of my family are very interesting, long stories, and complicated sort of stories to tell with the in, in the context of it. Australia and um, its settlement. Um, so I've just written my masters at um, at Melbourne University at the VCA. Yeah, based on mainly based on my father's side of the family. Is he still alive? No, he died in nineteen seventy-one. Oh, okay, a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was a um, from Murray Island. He was a pearl diver. Um, oh yeah, that was the big thing, wasn't it? Big sailing yeah. ships, and they put him in the big iron suit, and 
lead weights on his feet and dropped him to the bottom. <laughs> oh, I don't know brave. how he did it. Oh, I, yeah. I tried that once and uh, I just put the helmet on and got claustrophobic. So yeah. I don't know how he did it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you know, like what stories he must have. Uh, yeah. Do, you know, like, did he tell them to you or have you discovered them more since he's well, passed? Well, I've had to sort of rediscover that since my, my father died and yeah. it's um, happened through my master's research. Um, and was there much around? Could you find all the information? Yeah, well, we were, we were um, vigorously studied by anthropologists, <laughs> put in, our stuff was put into museums and um, archives in Brisbane and um, I think there's um, University of South Australia as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, um, I don't know if you've heard of Norman Tyndale, he was a yes. uh, research, I mean, an anthropologist who studied a lot of uh, First Nations yep. groups around Australia and my family was one of them. Right, okay. Um, so a lot of that ended up... Um, like in uh, the state records in, in Brisbane, um, recorded our my family tree, uh, our songs, our, our you know our culture and languages and stuff like that. How lucky, hey! So it was lucky that was preserved because yeah. I grew up in Brisbane. I mean, I was born in Brisbane, but I grew up between there and, and the Gold Coast, uh, uh, Gold Coast and Tweed Heads. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, from there, I you know I did a, you know I was teaching. Um, I ended up as a Centrelink officer at one time. <laughs> I didn't like that Everyone's favourite people. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. It just totally wasn't me. <laughs> but you ended up in, in Western Australia, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I quit my job at Centrelink and hopped on a plane and <laughs> took my guitar and bag and hit the streets of Perth and Fremantle. Right. Okay. So, yeah, and that's, and that's where, where you did a bit of my, radio. Well, yeah. Um, well, I ended up studying music there. I did a lot of busking at Fremantle and... As you do when you did, you make a buck out of it in the back yeah, of the day. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, the, you know, you made, it's where you sort of practice your art too. Yeah, and you're, yeah, you're projecting your voice and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Um, so from there, I did a diploma of music, and and I ended up working as a project officer at this Aboriginal Music College. And from there, I went on to work for the West Australian Music Industry Association, or WAM, it's called. Uh huh. Um, and it was when I was working there that. We had a partnership with RTR, which is like Triple yes, R here in yes, Melbourne. Yeah, I know it. So yeah. we ran a, um, uh, a show called Bordak, Bordak Nala, which is the local Noongar language, meaning listen, good music, it's roughly translated. So I did that for a few years while I was there. And, and uh, did you learn, um, was the languages very different you know, like, o- over there to what you, you yeah, knew? Yeah, I found it was, um, not many people were speaking it when I went first went there in the early 90s. I went there in 92, at the end of 92. And um, yeah, I found that not many people were speaking it at the time, but towards um, the end of the decade, 2000, people were really, the language had started to um, come back. Yeah. And people were really starting to learn their culture and the history and everything like that. Because, yeah. Um, Western Australia was sort of one of the very last places to be colonised. And so they were just sort of the last missions and uh, Catholic schools for Aboriginal people who were removed, stolen generations, they call them, yeah. had started to close. Um, so I was there in that sort of era mm. um, up until the, about 2007 right. when I left. And did you <coughs> then come here? No, I got a job as in, in with the Australia Council in Sydney uh-huh. uh, as a project coordinator and I was the National Indigenous Music Coordinator. Wow, that's so a good role. the uh, National Music Strategies. Which yeah, I, wow. Yeah, presented when Peter Garrett was the oh, okay. Minister uh, for yep, the Arts at the yep, time. Yep. 
Um, well, so, how'd yeah. you end up here? Well, I'll tell you the truth, I never away. ever thought I'd be living in Melbourne because I'm a Queenslander <laughs> and I like the heat. <laughs> so, but it's Melbourne summer right now. Especially this week. This week's been such great weather. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'd left Sydney. I uh, finished uh, writing that strategy and I went back home and I was um, sort of playing with my band again. And uh, I was actually stacking the fruit at Woolies when this job came up here I was sort of scrolling through went down to the local job centre and I was scrolling through and I thought oh Port Phillip I don't know where that is <laughs> <laughs> looks like a good job so I applied for it yeah and um, what what yeah. is the role well my role was uh, the in Indigenous Arts Officer but that name has changed now to First Peoples uh, it's now Arts Festivals and Events so I've just taken on the Arts um, portfolio as well uh-huh. um, where I was just dealing with the festival right um, I also program films uh the First Nations programs for the film festival, St Kilda Film Festival, as right? Well, okay, as well as take care of all the other, like NADOC and uh, other events, Marbo Day, Rec Week, and events yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh. All right. So St Kilda Festival. Yeah. What's your involvement with the St Kilda Festival? Uh, well, I was. Uh, my role was specifically to um, program, produce the First Peoples uh, First Peoples Festival, which was beforehand, wasn't which was it? happened a week beforehand mm. like we were saying before and then there was like a week of gigs called live and local with the big festival sunday celebration at the end yeah um so yeah that's uh, we've i mean the that festival has sort of grown from little events uh, in parks um to a stage in o'donnell gardens um and to now where it is we're on this massive huge stage down on the st kilda foreshore yeah so the, yeah it's sort of Stepped up levels and taken us to new, new heights. Yeah, and, and and of course we didn't have it for those few years through COVID, and it's back bigger and better by the looks. Yeah, of it. Yeah, well, we went through a couple of different sort of um, versions of the festival, uh, mainly because of COVID, mm. so we couldn't have huge crowds coming down. So um, smaller venues, stuff online, um, but I think after two years in lockdown, I think people just got tired of looking at computer screens yeah, and yeah. You know, we're really dying for um, live music and yeah. interactions with yeah, live and audiences. Being, being close to one another, you know, even though it's, we shouldn't be too close without one another. Well, yeah, and that's the thing about um, Indigenous communities too. It's all about getting together and gatherings and community and meeting people and you know, hanging out with your elders and family groups and all that sort of stuff. So we're just, I mean, I was pretty happy myself. I was you know, we lived here in St Kilda during the lockdown, so two years in lockdown. Um, so, um, are you enjoying it? Yeah, here in Melbourne. I'm enjoying lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, but enjoying yeah you know, St Kilda and Melbourne. I think now that I've been here ten years now, so um, I would say if I had to live anywhere in Melbourne, St Kilda would be the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yep. yeah. It reminds me a lot of home. I mean, I grew up on the Gold Coast in that area, so mm. this sort of area. It's very much like Coolangatta and mm. places like that. Yeah. 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 So, so what what uh, can you tell us about that? Why why should our listeners come along to the St Kilda Festival this year? Well, you know, we try to program some not the known artists, but the, the people who are going to become the next generations of those known artists. And there's a lot of so much great young talent out there that you know they. Sometimes they don't normally get a chance or they find it hard to get a, 
it, on it's a big stage. It's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you know, like the the most of the festivals, it's just big names, and, yeah. and you don't get anything else. Well, that's and, and it's. I've worked in um, the Indigenous music scene for a long, long time now, and it's super hard for you know, First Nations people to get recognised and just looked at as just an artist and without the label of being labelled an Indigenous artist. Mm -hmm. uh, I had the same problem when I first started because I'd played in bands for years before I decided to take it seriously, but no one ever labelled me uh, an Indigenous artist. It only happened when I sort of got into the industry that I was put into all these categories. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are sort of things we're trying to break down. Um, but it's also putting us on the same level as every other artist, uh, the same stage, the same audiences. Um, yeah, just lifting Indigenous artists to a whole new profile. Yeah, yeah. Um, name some of the people that you're, you're involved with. Uh, so this year we've got Christine Anu, who's our headliner. Uh-huh. Um, well, we all know her, yep, a household yeah, name. She's an yep. absolute legend, and I, yep. I'm really excited that we've got her. We've got Yacht the Indy on the Sunday. Hey. Um, so that's be awesome. Um, we've got some really exciting young talent um, I ran into when I was up at the Big Sound Music Conference in Brisbane earlier, um, oh, just last, last year. Uh, Dean Brady, he's a very young, um, I think he's more R&B, but he's, I think he's going to be big talent. Um, we've got Lauren Ryan, who is an, a rising country music star. Um, and, of course, Troy Gassadale's daughter, Jem Cassadale. I hope she oh, doesn't mind me saying that. I should just say Jem Cassadale. She's a fine artist <laughs> in her own right. Right, yeah. Sorry, Jem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had a daughter that was uh, a musician. So there you go. Yeah, oh, she's yeah, really amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that. We've also got a uh, youth festival that's happening in O'Donnell Gardens at the same on the same day, um, so we've got a really a lot of younger talent on that stage as well. Uh, some young uh, First Nations dance troops, um, as well as musicians and a whole lot of other activities like face painting and. Mm. And where's that? Uh, that's at O'Donnell Gardens. Wh which one's the O'Donnell Gardens? Is Near it? Luna Park, right, out, right outside one, Luna one, Park. Right. Yeah. The, okay. Yep. And so the main stage <coughs> is set up on the foreshore. On the foreshore. Yep. And this is opening the St Kilda Festival, is that right? The First Nations first happens before everything else kicks into gear? Yeah. Um, when we used to kick off the week, so mm. we sort of we were sort of labelled the flagship, the opening ceremony, uh, First Nations event uh, for the St Kilda Festival uh, week of uh, gigs leading up to the uh, Festival Sunday. Great. It sounds mm. really huge. Mm. Um, and so... Family friendly for both performances, I imagine. Everyone can welcome. Is it a free event as well? Oh, it's a free event. Everyone, yeah. you're welcome. At, um, yeah, everyone's welcome, all ages, everybody. Um, and it's certainly the crowds come. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a huge event. Yeah. And like I said, it's a big focus on accessibility. Um, people with you know, wheelchair access to viewing platforms, um, elders putting together a bus service to bring in uh, local First Nations elders. Um, there'll be Auslan interpreters on the stage as well, uh, viewing screens. So, yeah, we're sort of looking at all sorts of mm. ways of involving mm. everybody. And when that sun goes down, um, hopefully the weather's better than, than today. Well, uh, nothing's <laughs> better. You look through that stage and the, the yeah, sun yeah. setting behind um, the performers is pretty spectacular, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, I've got my fingers crossed that the weather's going to be nice it's, and hot. It's got to get steam. better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how do we find out more? Do we just go to the uh, City of Port yep. Phillip website? Oh, or? St. Kilda. I mean, there is the festival website. Right. Um, 
stkildafestival.com.au uh-huh. and all the information will be there and all the stages, times, running. Right. All the information you need to know. Great. And it's the 18th and 19th of February. Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th. Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having Um, me. And your story is is a wonderful story. So I can't wait to read all about your day. It will come out in books sometime. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Fred Gishi here on Joy 94.9, Sunday Arts Magazine. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.